Well, I want to encourage you um, tomorrow, tomorrow night. Well, you know about our discovery weekend that we did uh, about two months ago now. Uh, it was about <clears throat> teaching about the principles of revival and awakening, and um, the uh, <clears throat> there were about seventy five people there. Um, the some of the churches in Spokane uh, are. Every third Friday of the of the month is having a twelve hour prayer time at um, John Repsol's Church Mosaic Fellowship. They're right there on third, and uh, <clears throat> so I on the nineteenth we're going to be doing that again and praying for revival. Uh, not just uh, asking for a little bit here or there, but uh, <clears throat> that remember I said we can't let prayer. Be an end in itself. You know what I'm saying by that? Meaning that, well, I prayed. That's it. Now I'm happy because I actually prayed. Or we had a prayer meeting. Great. We had a prayer meeting. Or have a lot of people. We had a lot of people at the prayer meeting. How about if we get an answer from the prayer meeting? Amen? And begin to, to, to really... Uh, ramp up our expectations of what God can do uh, and that, that as we come to prayer, we come to, you know, we have uh, my wife and, and some of you, my wife leads the, the prayer time in there from, from 9 to 10 in the morning because we recognize that, that if, if, if prayer is not the very foundation from which we, we begin all things, then the rest of it is, is, uh, is subject to... Uh, being uh, man-led and um, missing the mark. We, we need the Spirit of God, the presence of God, unlike, um, really unlike ever before. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree? So um, those of us up in this area uh, are meeting um, tomorrow again at 6 o'clock here from 6 to 8 roughly. And uh, we'll have time of prayer, but also just kind of also talking about the things that, that God's moving on our hearts. Because we, we recognize that revival uh, and awakening is not like just a nice option, right? It's not just something like, boy, wouldn't it be nice if we had a revival? Right? Yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah, let's, let's try that. <laughs> kind of like, let's try broccoli with, with cream cheese on it this time, you know. I, don't you believe... What makes you really hunger out and thirst after something? When you realize you have no other options. Right? You can't make it happen anymore. You can't change what's going on out there. I don't have to go down the list of what's happening outside these walls, do I? It's, it can be very distressing. But I, I've said this before, but it's, the truth is, the, the greatness of God is so much is far greater than however dark the darkness can get. If if this is point zero and over here, this is dark and this is dark and get here, the light, the lightness, the brightness of God comes over here. Amen. What I'm saying is the idea that we can get so consumed with how evil and I get and I've told you before I I get angry. Do you get angry? I think there's, there's a righteous indignation that, that, that is right, has a place in the kingdom of God, in the heart of God's people. At, when you see the wicked doing things, especially when they're hurting children, corrupting children. 
But we can't be just consumed with that. Amen? We have to see that God is so much greater that when He comes in, He just like floods that stuff out. Amen? And so our confidence needs to be more in, our focus needs to be more in, in, the, in the power of God to do, uh, to overwhelm things than just how evil, how evil man is um, in this day. And so, anyways, what I'm just saying is we're, we are going to be meeting here from 6 to 8. Anybody can really come. We've, um, we've got other resources to try to encourage you uh, to just to believe. We've got... Um, if you were there, we can make copies of this. We have this thumb drive, for example. And it's loaded with resources from print, from stories and stuff, to video clips and various things. Uh, I've, I've shown them some in the past. I don't have any ready. We actually were hoping that, that we would have a missionary today, and she apparently is not here today. So, um, but, um, but these kind of things, to stir your faith to believe what God can do when you see what God ha- is doing. Amen. Um, and we think about stories uh, uh, in Cali, Colombia, um, where the cartels back in the early '90s, the cartels were just running Cali, Colombia, drug cartels, and, and not that there isn't still problems there, but in in the early '90s, uh, mid '90s, uh, I've told you that story about uh, there were pastors who were trying to gathering together. Uh, praying, but there was so much division because everybody was doing their own job, own thing. Does that sound like the American church? Pretty much, you know. We have it. We have it here. We have some churches and pastors who 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 believe we need each other and we need God. We need it right now. There's others in town. They're doing a fine work, but they don't care about anybody else, you know. And it's like we we need to wake up to something bigger than ourselves. It just because. Our seats are full if they are, or the budget's being paid. That doesn't mean that God is changing. That things are happening. You've got to recognize that if the culture, the, the people around our place are not being changed, then we are missing something. Number one, it, is it God's fault? Is God, like, limited? No. But He is more than able. Amen? And we can't allow ourselves to get, get um, deceived into thinking that things are just fine because we're comfortable in, in the whatever church we're in. There's enough people there, enough money. There's, everybody likes me. Most people like me. Uh, you, know, you know, all these things. Instead of like looking outside and, and paying attention, don't turn off the news in the sense that don't shut your mind to what's really happening out there because those are real souls. Amen. There's a, people who are really dying, people who are being deceived. There are children who are being corrupted. I, I am just blown away that this, this whole transgender and stuff that's been going on, I had no idea that so much has been going on for so long. Had, have you? At least the last 15 years to know what's happening to these kids and more. It's like... So something has to drive us to the place where we realize we really do need God. It's not just a good idea. It, not just, it would be nice if he showed up. It would be nice if we had, you know, maybe somebody get baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. Or maybe it would be nice if we laid hands on one person and they got healed. Maybe it would be nice. No, it's like, God, you must come in all your glory and your, in your goodness. Amen? You must come and manifest your greatness. I think of John chapter 2. That was the story of the wedding uh, there in, um, 
in Cana, uh, Jesus was uh, invited. Was invited, and Mary went, and and Jesus had some disciples already. Of course, by then he had the chapter before he had called at least four of them, if not a few more. And um, um, you know the whole story how. They run out of wine, and Mary, you know, tells Jesus, uh, <clears throat> they ran out of wine, hint, hint. And um, Jesus responds back, it's not my time yet. And, um, but, and then, of course, the, the miracle and so forth. But in, in verse 11 of, of chapter 2, it says, um, This is the first of his miraculous signs Jesus performed at Cana in Galilee. He thus revealed his glory and his disciples put their faith in him. What's our pursuit statement? The first phrase. We don't have a mission statement. We don't have a purpose statement. We have a pursuit statement. The first, the first, no, that's a good one. It's in your bulletin. What the f- we, we exist first we exist to glorify God. So how was, did Jesus reveal his glory? By doing what, what nobody could do. All right? Now, we're not going to be serving wine here because we're Christians. Uh, no, I'm sorry. No, please don't don't go anywhere with that. I know that you know whatever. Drunk and not drunkenness. My point is, before I get any deeper, is that when when God does His work, if it's it could be even just really really saving a soul, and you see that life transformed. If it's healing somebody's body, it's restoring relationships. If it's baptizing people in the Holy Spirit, if it's using, if the gifts of the Spirit begin to be manifest among the people of God, that is the revelation of God's glory. He's showing His greatness uh, and, and His His power. And so we want to glorify God, glorify the uh, God. It, then this, these are some of the ways in which. Um, uh, that he get glorified. Not only that, another other ways that, that we glorify the Father is by by living lives that are truly dedicated to Him, to His purposes. Right? That we don't bow at the altar of what everybody else is. That we don't shut up when when we're told to shut up because because that's not the accepted narrative right now. I don't care if Twitter bans me or anything. You know. Um, uh, so, but. But that God would reveal His glory, and how many know that that if we look around here, I mean, Deer Park is exploding in in a lot of good ways. I mean, I, I just there's this whole you know just down over here. This is this I don't know. Somebody said over 200 house lots are going to be developed just over here, in addition to the hundreds and hundreds that have been developed here. Um, where this this church, when they first bought this property back in '86, there wasn't really hardly anything here. This used to be part of the old Arcadia Orchards, if you know, the two, twenty thousand acres of of uh, apple orchards um, that was draining. I think Deer Lake's level was dropping, and and this back in the early 1900s. But but. Um, and now habitats building here and this place here and, and, and these apartments over here and, and, and these, you know. I mean, what a great place to be, right? But to recognize that 
people go on day to day, by and large, not concerned for their soul. And we should be concerned for them. Amen? God, we need you to move in such a way that people are aware of their sin and their need for a Savior. Amen? Not, not, not a membership into a church like, like joining the, the Lions Club or, or the Quilting Club or something like that. We, something that recognize that we need something greater um, than that. Um, just, you know, like a lot of you know the story, but like in the Hebrides, um, as these two elderly ladies who couldn't go to church anymore because of their health, but they were gripped with the lostness and the, the carelessness of the young people about religious things. They, they, they weren't in church. They were at the, the dance halls. They were at all these other things, and they were consumed with the world. And these two, two elderly grandmas, um, Christine and Peggy Smith, were burdened and began to pray. And then they, as I've said before, but those who haven't heard, just for, for your sake, um, guilted their pastor and about half a dozen other men to pray as well. And about, about two or three nights a week for hours at night, starting around 10 o'clock, they go and meet in a barn. And they did this for about four to five months with not a lot of change. And then one night, one of the men there, as they began to pray, he, he read... Um, I might as well read it since um, I think it was Psalm, was it 24? Yes. Verse 3, as they're about to pray for the lost again, he says, he read this, Who may ascend the hill of the Lord and who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false, he will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. For such, such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. And then he, he closed his Bible and he said, we've been praying for these lost people to get saved, but it's, it's us that need repentance. It's I that need to be I need to repent. And he began to repent right there. And he fell to his knees and began to weep and ask God to forgive him. Forgive him for his sin. And then the, other, the others likewise. And they, they spent, I don't know, some extended period of time repenting. God would forgive them. And then at some point, they began to intercede for um, the, the area there on the, on the island. And that was the night it broke. As they're going home early, at, early in the mornings, they would go by and they could see lights on people's homes. And finally they went up to one, knocked on the door. And you could do that at three or four in the morning. <laughs> and they found somebody on their knees asking God to send them, send them somebody to show them how to find, find God. Other stories that 
guy, farmer on a tractor, and his tractor starts shaking, and he gets the fear of God comes upon him. He gets off his tractor and gives his life to Christ right there on the ground. No, but no, no choir music, you know, no, no, no great sanctuary, but he felt the presence of God fell upon and convicted him of his sin. People walking on the road going to town. Maybe they were going to church or not, I don't remember. But the point was, even on the road, God began to convict them and they, they fell to their knees and, and repented and turned, their, turned to, to God. And I mean, that's, this is what I'm trying to say. That, I mean, darkness is dark and evil is evil, but, but brightness is multiple times brighter than the darkness is dark, right? The, the power of God is multiple times greater than the power of darkness, amen? And, and, and this is the kind of thing that happens when God comes to town. It's no longer us trying to get people saved. It's, it's him doing it. Amen? And we're the ones. That's why Jesus, just make disciples. I'll do the saving. I'll, you make the disciples. And that as we gather together to pray and we seek God together in, 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 in whatever way we do. And, and, and we're going to, I know it's summertime. This is vacation time. And a lot of it ramps down. And our Tuesday family nights might change. But I... I want us to have some times um, that we're going to gather and, and, and pray and seek God even though it's summertime and we're supposed to be on vacation. Um, but with the idea that we're going to seek Him until He comes. Amen? Um, is that in Hosea 10.12? Seek the Lord while He may be found, right? Jeremiah... Sow for yourselves, Hosea ten twelve. Sow for yourselves righteousness, reap the fruit of unfailing love, and break up your unplowed ground, for it is time to seek the Lord until he comes and showers righteousness on you. And I just want to instill in us or encourage in, in all of us to continue as we pray. Make this, this, maybe this should become the regular way in which we pray. How about that? But that as we pray for these things, that we're saying, God, we're seeking you and we're waiting for an answer. Or if at least a confirmation inside, I know there's stories of those who have prayed and, and interceded and stuff and for some situation and then and you got this burden and then at some point you've been praying for a while and then all of a sudden the burden lifts. You don't know anything except all of a sudden, okay, I think I'm done praying. And then later on you find out that, 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 that God had, had moved in that, in that thing, in that moment. That regardless, that... that, that we would dedicate ourselves in the area of prayer, individually and corporately, um, how much the body of Christ needs to come together in this day. And there's so many things trying to keep us apart, right? But as we do, even as we come on Sundays, that we, God, we're, we're, we're expecting something more than a, a nice, uh, catchy little sermon from Pastor Tim. We need something from God. Amen? How about I need something from God? All right? Uh, and I'm going to be expectant of it. You'd be expectant of that. For it is time to seek the Lord until He comes and showers righteousness on you. Amen? This is the kind of thing we're, that, 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 we, that we want, that we need in this day. Um, um, think about this. Here, if, you're, if you get your Bible open, Hosea. Um, and if you... Uh, we've started a... See, we have, so Tuesday night, we have the Faith in the Public Square with, uh, it's just about a 15-minute video 
part, and then we, we discuss it. This is with Pastor Rob McCoy from the God Speak Calvary Chapel in, in uh, Thousand Oaks. He's also he and Charlie Kirk um, with Turning Point USA Faith. Of course, he was the one that we went to that. Uh, they were there at that pastor summit. We have that uh, Tuesday nights about um, faith in the public square. And then Thursdays at 1030, we are, we've started a Bible study about the Holy Spirit. And um, I'm just really encouraged with those are coming. You have an assignment. What's our assignment, Bonnie? Learn the books of the Bible. The New Testament in order, right? Yes. Yes. So that's just a fun thing. But... And then we'll work on the Old Testament. So how many can say the books of the... You have to do it. How many can say the books of the Bible in a row, in order? Right? Do the whole thing. No. You are going to learn to say the whole thing in order. And we'll have a race. We'll time you. And I only say that. I, I told the people Thursday, when I was in high school, I had a Sunday school teacher that he said, all right, you're going to learn the books of the Bible in order, and then we're going to have a competition. And, uh, and you know, I'm a little bit older than high school age right now. And I could still remember every single one of them. And it, it helps a lot when you get in the minor prophets, right? You, where is that? Micah, what? You know, yeah, so that's a fun thing. Hosea, look at this. Um, Hosea 11. Um, this is, a, in, starting in verse 8, uh, the first part of, of chapter 11, where, where God is saying, you've turned away from me, you've rejected me, and, and in all of these kind of things. But then in verse 8, it says, how can I give you up, Ephraim? This is God speaking to Israel. How can I hand you over, Israel? And he expresses his love and his love, and, and he's going to be merciful. But listen to what, how, he, how he puts it. Uh, verse 9, I will carry out my fierce anger. Uh, I will not carry out my fierce anger upon them, nor will I turn and, and devastate Ephraim, which is another term for Israel. For I am, the, I am God and not a man. Can you be, say thank you, Jesus, for that? He is God and not man. The Holy One among you, I will not come in wrath. There's a thing, a time where God's love for His people is such that, that He will extend mercy uh, even before we really ask for it. Amen? And especially in the light of Israel and the covenant He made for Israel. But look at verse 10. They will follow the Lord and He will roar like a lion. When he roars, his children will come trembling from the west. They will come trembling like birds from Egypt, like doves from Assyria. So that's north and south. I will settle them in their homes, declares the Lord. This idea that, that he's going to roar, that he, that he, that, you understand that he is our father. Jesus, as I've said this before, so I'm sorry for the repetition, but Jesus term started the Lord's prayer with our father. Amen. Our father. And and this this whole concept that we are his children, and um, he longs for us to come to him, and and uh, that just like in in Ezekiel thirty six as well, you'd have to turn there, um, where he talks about how hey, Israel now all the Israelites they've been cast out into captivity, they've been among the other nations, and all the people know these are the these are the the Israelites they were the ones that. Moses led, parted the water, conquered kingdoms and all this stuff. And now they're living here and they look. They, no respect for these people. They're, they're as 
pagan as the rest of us. And God says, you have profaned my name among the nations where I sent you. And he says, you deserve a lot. But he says, for the sake of my great name that you have profaned, I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to restore you so they will know that I am God and, no, and there is no other. And, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put my spirit on you. I'll give you a new heart and, and this, that whole thing. And I, to me, that was such a promise to us because uh, I, I don't know any other nation besides Israel, uh, I mean America, but that, like Israel, that really in the Mayflower Flower Compact, as, as the pilgrims were coming over, they ended up in, in uh, Massachusetts, not in Virginia, and they they established a a form of government with a covenant to God that this this land will be we dedicated to the proclamation of the gospel that and and at the very earliest instead of not not sixteen nineteen of the um, project that that you hear about but that this nation was covenanted covenanted to God even at the very beginning um, one hundred and fifty years or so before we ever became a nation. Um, and in so much that America has been called and referred to as the Christian nation around the world, and yet we have profaned his name. As in it, we have profaned the name of, of, of God um, among the nations. And that if, if there's any hope uh, in prayer, that I, and I have added my prayers in this way, says, God, would you look on us in the same way? Yes, we've profaned your name, but for the sake of your great name, that, that others will know that you are God, that you are great. Would you have mercy upon us and forgive us of our sin? Would you take our heart of stone, our, our perverted hearts and minds that, 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 that pervade so much of our society and give us a new heart, give us a new mind, Lord God. Pour your spirit out upon us and do your great and mighty work so that all the people around this world will, will, will know that you are God and there is no other. Amen? That you would roar like this. You would be like that lion. You would roar for your, for your children. Just as, as the, um, um, as the, the, what do you call the main lion over, it's a pride of lions, isn't that right? Um, roaring over his, his, uh, his family, so to speak. And, um, and everybody else, you just back off. This is mine. And that, I, I believe God loves us that much. Amen? And that we can, we can pursue him. I, there's a lot for us to be ashamed of as, as the American church. Uh, and, and to ask God for forgiveness, maybe in, in your own life as well. But the point is that he loves us more than the, the, the evil things we've done. Amen? His grace is more powerful than, than the, the complacency or, or the compromise or the things that, that have been part of our past. He is so much greater than, than all those things. And that, that, that in this day, I, if anything, quite frankly, our children and our grandchildren are depending on you and I to go after God with all of our hearts. And not, not compromising. Not, not being afraid. Not, not even be afraid of people who say you're getting political. That's a bunch of baloney. Everything's political. Right? If, quite frankly, God created politics. He created nations. 413 laws in, 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 through Moses about how everything about a society from, uh, from foreign relations to taxes to, uh, you know, government and all these kinds of things. That, um, um, 
that we will not be silent, will not be silenced, and I will not be afraid that people might put some nasty things out here. I, this, this week, the next South Stevens County Times is going to come out, and, and I, I addressed pride stuff. <laughs> and uh, so if I didn't get any trouble when I talked about transgenderism this last month, I, we'll see. But you'll read it. I, I, I try to be loving. We don't need, you know, who needs people to be just slamming you down to all, what a horrible sin you are, a horrible, we all know it's wrong. We need something more that, all right, let's point out the sin, let's, let's show them a way out. Amen? And quite frankly, and I, I share this, and you may know this as well, I share that in my column. The overwhelming majority of people who are caught, who are the gender dysphoria, for example, or or guys that begin to go after guys, or girls go after girls, the overwhelming majority of them have other issues that have, have preceded. Trauma, uh, sexual abuse of all different kinds, um, uh, as well as maybe just uh, the exposure to all kinds of... Pornography is probably very central in all this stuff. And all these various dysfunction things that, that have happened, that have led up to these things. That th- this... As much as homosexuality, let me just call it that, homosexuality is a sin, it's a symptom of a deeper problem. Amen? That's how we can love the sinner and hate the sin, because we recognize they've got problems. They've just chose to react to those in these kinds of ways. Does it make them worse than us or us better than them? It just makes us all human and we need a savior. Amen? He, 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 Christ has come that he might set us free, heal the broken things, and, and put, it, put it back together, right? Amen? doesn't matter how broken your heart, your life is, just give, give God all the pieces. That's all he asks. Amen? And if we can have that kind of attitude, with not being, not being afraid of calling something as sin or wrong or perverted, whatever it is, it's, we need to be able to do that. Um, Understanding, some people are just going to scream at you and, and holler at you. They're going to say nasty things about you. Um, um, yeah, but think about this. Let's say you you you, you share somebody the truth about. Um, I'm sorry, boys cannot be girls. I'm sorry. No matter how much you want to think you are, no matter how much you've done. No matter how many other those supposed alleged psychoanalyst people say that it's normal, as they ignore the people who recognize it's not, and then they get mad at you, and they stomp out and they call you names because you said that you're not a girl, or you didn't use the pronouns that they wanted, and they're mad at you, and and you, and, and there are those who will say, "Look at you, just lost your opportunity to share the gospel with that person because you talked about something else." You will have shared the truth with them that will never change. You will never have to apologize for what you said. And quite frankly, by faith and by prayer, one day when they wake up and realize what the truth is, they'll go back to you and say, that person told me the truth. When all these other people were, they were lying to me. This person loved me enough to tell me the truth when I didn't want to hear it. That's the greatest form of love you can have for those around you. Amen? Not be afraid. And, um, and at the same time, that God will also give you a heart of love and compassion for that person. 
that you, they might get mad at you, but that doesn't mean you get mad at them. They might take offense at you. I'm not buying that. I'm not, I'm not buying that ticket. Amen. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going there. Um, one of the really powerful things that that I know that a revelation I had a number of years back was just this whole idea of um, not um, buying into people's. Um, negative feelings towards you. And, uh, I, I, I kind of figured how to actually say this, but um, that that their reaction. I don't. I don't I'm not going to own people's reactions. You know what I'm saying? You you know your heart has been is right. You're walking right with God. You, you, you're holding. The, the word of God and you love this person and you, you share with them as best you can, as loving as you can. And then they scream. I've, I've had people stomp out of my office after I just lovingly shared the truth. No, you can't be on the worship team and a member and be living with this guy that just got out of prison and doesn't know Jesus. You, I'm sorry. You, and marched out of my office. I, you're the last person I ever thought would be judgmental. What? And I could own that reaction. What I mean is, I failed. Because they didn't respond the way they, sh- they should have. You're not responsible for that, right? You're responsible for responding before God in love to others with truth. Amen? And if when you are able to, to walk in, in that kind of freedom, guess what? You can be happy when people are not happy with you. Who wants to be happy? When people aren't happy with you, right? I want to be able to live that way, right? In the meantime, not, not, in, a, not in a condescending way, but uh, in, in that way. And I, I, just, I just believe, I just want to encourage us um, that, that we, have, we have access to the one who has so much power to change and transform lives and communities that overwhelms whatever the devil thinks he's getting away with right now. Amen? And so, while we, we need to be aware of it, and it needs to drive us to a point of what, what desperation looks like, meaning that we will seek God until he comes. We will pray to him until he answers. We will pursue God until he revives his church. Amen? At the same time, we do that in faith that he is more than able to do what, what, we, what we could ever ask or imagine. Amen? Amen? How many have us uh, would say, I, I, I'm going to believe God needs to do that in my life. I just, there's whatever it is. I, all right? Put your hand up. Just, all right. We, we need that. All right? So let's all stand. I just want us to pray. And I want us to just take a, a stand of faith and say, God, you are more than able. And I want to turn this into just, we're going to close here because I know you want to eat. Um, <laughs> even more so, there's ice cream and topping. And if you stay, I have a special surprise for you. All right. So, but anyways, but uh, what I want you to do, but can we just begin to just ask God, uh, even I just want to ask that God would give a a gift of faith in us right now that we would, we would have a faith that that, that stirs us to seek him until he comes. So I lift that up. What you just name it to the Lord, whatever that is. And God, we're just going to believe together. Go ahead, lift your hands and lift your voices. Lord, right now we come to you. And God, we thank you, God, that you're, you are, are far more.
than this world could ever offer, Lord God. You, your greatness is far greater, Lord, than, than the, 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 the greatest wickedness or evil power that there is on earth, Lord. There's none like you. And we put our faith right now in you, God, in this time. We see what's happening out there. We see what's happening in our families. Maybe some in, in your bodies or in your minds, in your finances or relationships or, or things around us, Lord. But God, you are greater than all these things, Lord God. And we just, right now, we choose to trust you, Lord. We choose to, to not just trust you, but we're going to seek you until, as you told, taught your disciples to keep praying and not give up, when you shared with them that the story of the parable of the persistent widow and the unrighteous judge. Lord, we, we, we come to you, Lord God, and we're going to believe God in Jesus' name for, for victory in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How many would say it's a, it's a, it's a loved one? It's, it's, a, it's a person in particular that's, that's on your Just lift your hand high. Let's just lift them right now. Just lift, Father, we lift the, the, these, the, these, the, this person in particular or maybe a person specifically, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. Do we ask you, Father God, you would move upon their heart, Lord Jesus. And whatever, whatever the need is, whatever the, the, the trial is or, or, or the, the struggle, Lord, in Jesus' name, you, you would break through. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. How about, can we just lift up um, just this whole, uh, our, our children right now, the, the assault after our children. Um, can we do that right in this area? Father, we're, we're standing right now in the name of Jesus for the souls, the innocence of the children that are around us. You have uh, in this, in our Jerusalem, our Judea, and our Samaria that you've placed us in. And in the name of Jesus, we're asking you to cut off the hand of the wicked who are wanting to corrupt their hearts and their minds. Father, we pray you take out, take them out at the knees in Jesus' name of the efforts of darkness, Lord, to pollute their, their hearts and minds and to steal and destroy their bodies, Lord, and their souls. And Father, we're asking you even, even now, it, more than that, that there would be an awakening among the children, that there'd be a revival that would sweep through our children, Lord Jesus. Father, what the enemy meant for evil, God, you mean for good. And in Jesus' name, we're asking God, well, we want you to revive us, Lord, and to pour your spirit out upon us. But Father God, we pray that, that, that as the enemy goes after the, our children, Father, I pray the spirit of God might come upon our children in power, Lord, and might, that they might be filled with your spirit. They might walk in the fullness of God and, and, and know you, God, in, in a childlike fashion. In fact, you were the one who said that this is how you Come to me uh, like these little ones. Father, in Jesus' name, where the enemy wants to come in like a flood, raise up a standard, Lord, for our young people and our children, Lord, that they might come to know you in just just rivers, Lord. Roar over these children, Lord God, and call them back to you, Lord God, and and strike fear into the the hearts of the spirits of of iniquity and and perversion that, that, that have taken root because of the permissions that have been granted. But in Jesus' name, would you move upon this place, Lord God, that there'd be a, an, a revival and awakening among our children, Lord, like we have never seen, like we have never seen. Not because it would be cool, but be God, God, it's necessary for their soul, Lord God, in Jesus' name. And we thank you. And we trust you, Lord. 
Now, God, we just, um, I'm just, as we close this, I'm praying for just a gift uh, of faith that goes beyond our ability to, to, to choose faith, but a gift of faith uh, to, to pursue you until you come, to seek you until you answer, to, to, to intercede until the burden is lifted, Lord God, and to understand what it means to prevail and prevail in prayer, um, uh, that you might be glorified as we continue Christ's work in the power of the Holy Spirit in this area. And we'll give you praise. And so, Father, I pray you would uh, bless our time around these, these uh, tables. Um, and I pray, Father, you just uh, meet our need and you be glorified. And we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Let's give him thanks, huh? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, God bless you. Uh,